Welcome to Color Me Dead. This is a true crime podcast, and we talk about murder and fuckery most foul in detail while using the darkest of humor. If you don't like words like fuck and cunt, then you probably shouldn't listen. But if you do, then join us while we fuck your feelings. Well, hello. Hi. Happy 2021. (laughs) (laughs) If... Like the the truth is getting stranger than fucking fiction ever could be. I think it's funny that everyone is counting down twenty twenty like twenty twenty one was going to be a magic restart. Fuck no! Like we were like it was going to be a fucking etch a sketch. We were just going to wake up on January first and like everything was going to be all magical and perfect. Twenty twenty one looked at twenty twenty and said, "Hold my beer." <laughs> That's Dude, where we're at. I think the next like. Five years of our life is going to be real fucking odd. Hello. Anyway, this is Angel. And Nikki. And you're tuning in to Color Me Dead. Yeah. Yeah. I think so, anyway. Well, it's today. First today. one. What? First one of the year. First one of the year. So, you know what? I, I, I will say this. Um, I hope you have the year you deserve. Ooh. That could be good or bad. Exactly. Um, and then I just got really nervous because what kind of a year do I deserve? Now I'm going to be sitting here like my kid wondering if Krampus or Santa's coming. So today is January 7th and we're going to touch base on some current events before we get into the thick of it, into the warm thick of it. (laughs) If you guys want to find us on social media, you can. We're on Facebook at the Color Me Dead podcast page and cmd reborn if you want to check out the facebook group if you'd like to find us on twitter and like to be ignored there it's at color me dead pod should you find your way to instagram and you probably ought to at color me dead podcast at color me dead angel or at gory underscore nikki that's me and i actually go on Instagram sometimes. I go on Instagram a lot more than I'm ever on Twitter. And really, the only reason I think I go on Twitter is to um, go look at Home Video Hustle. Oh, yeah. Because I'm one of their faithful... A top fan. Yeah. I love them. They fucking crack I'm, I'm one of their uh, Patreons. I know. Yeah. Yay. Speaking of Patreon, maybe you could... Well, let's start back here with ageofradio.org. That's where you can find us. There's a Patreon button. That's how I got there, just to explain that. Well, it's, it's ageofradio.org slash slash color, color me, me dead. dead. Or if you want to look at all of them, just go to ageofradio.org. Find other other podcasts. There's a shit ton of them on there Hell yeah. now. So go there. Find us. You Do can, that. You can listen to us there if any of your apps aren't working for some reason, because sometimes that happens. Go to ageofradio.org slash color me dead. Find us. You can donate to our Patreon or you can go to patreon.com slash color me dead podcast. You can donate anything from a dollar to $75 with your donation. You get episodes early with no ads. They're not usually that early, but we're working on that. (laughs) It's usually like 10 minutes earlier than the other one, but it doesn't have any ads. So if you don't like the ads, if you don't like getting stopped in the middle for an ad, Patreon, $1. You can get stickers. We have a whole shit ton of perks. Merch. 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 And if you just want the merch, you can do that at Threadless. Colormedeadpod.threadless.com. And if you're looking for some real exclusive merch, you got to get it from Legal. Legal. Go, go. But, but, go! 
<laughs> you got to get it from LeGras Creations. And it's LeGrasCreations.com. And there's a Color Me Dead button on there, too. So you can a get, button. Yeah, you can get just the merch. You can get uh, custom anything, really. But we have our own little section there. Our own little section. She makes basically everything that I own. Right. At this point in time. <laughs> all my clothes, all my tumblers, all my mugs, mm-hmm. my magnets. Shit that I have on the wall. Yep. 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 The email, should you find yourself in a state of wanting to email? You can do that. At colormedadpodcast at gmail.com. We actually check that. I have a dinger on my phone for that. Right? A dinger. You're a dinger. You're a dinger. <laughs> so if you guys have any questions, comments, concerns, emotional outbursts, if you would like to share your survivor story with us, you guys know that we, we love to share those um, with everybody. It's it's a weird source of support in a, in a way that you guys will never understand. Or maybe you do because you have shared and felt compelled um, by somebody else sharing to share yours. If you would like to send us things, you can send things to our P.O. Box 1610, Vernal, Utah, 84078. Yeah, you can. Yeah, you can. Today's episode is 149, and it is brought to you by us. By Color Me Dead podcast. No, just kidding. By, by Fuckery Most Foul 2021 edition. And uh, we're going to start with the murdered Filipino flight attendant, the Metro Manila, Philippines. <clears throat> the Makati police have yet to release the formal autopsy and the medical findings on the case of the flight attendant, Christine Angelica DeSera, who was found dead in a hotel room after a party. But initial examination showed that suspects used force said the chief on Tuesday. In, an, in the initial interview, CNN Philippines Makati Police Chief Harold Depostar said initial reports listed aneurysm as the cause of DeSera's death. Um, it could be very strenuous. The cause could be that um, she had a high level of alcohol or the toxicity is what caused the aneurysm. The police officer said that contusions and abrasions were seen in parts of DeSera's body. Traces of semen were also found. For sure, uh, there was force that had been used. Um, The contusions, the abrasions, there was lacerations. Of course, that's not normal in intercourse. I don't know. It might be... Uh. (laughs) It might be normal in somebody's intercourse, but I don't think it's like the norm drunk sex gets kind of crazy sometimes yeah, for but some like, people yeah but like are you are you making it a habit to be fucking shwasty while you're shagging and just beating the ever-loving shit out of each other while you smash papas well lots of things went through my mind because like i'm not saying that this is wrong i just my brain went off on a tangent real quick because, like, if she drank all the time and she was an alcoholic, you bruise easy that way. So she could have bumped her leg while they were having sex and that, you know. Uh, perhaps. There's so many, so many <clears throat> things. I feel like I, I feel like I was the, um, I'm the reason that you know that. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> like, alcoholics bruise easy. Fucking. Maybe. <laughs> Desera, perhaps. Pure hips. Allegedly. Yes. DeSera was found unconscious in the bathtub of her hotel room in the Makati 
excuse me, Makati City on New Year's Day following the party with friends the night before. Now, this is according to the initial investigation that had been initiated. Initial and initiated. Yes. <clears throat> excuse me. Authorities said hotel personnel tried to revive the 23-year-old before she was rushed to the hospital where she was declared dead. Police have arrested three suspects and filed complaints of rape and homicide against them. They filed complaints? Like, don't you charge them? I guess I don't know how things work in the Philippines. I don't really either. There's a complaint of rape. And homicide. And homicide. Just a little homicide. A lot of rape, little homicide. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know yet. But they sent this to the city prosecutor. Mm-hmm. Okay. The city prosecutor. Eight other persons are being hunted down with the police deploying tracker teams to locate and contact them. There have been conflicting statements, the Makati City Police Chief says. Meanwhile, um, says that the suspects had conflicting stories during the course of the inter- um, investigation. One said she was still asleep, but the other suspect, the last one that surrendered, said she was still awake. What? He also disclosed that some of the suspects admitted that they were gay. Okay. I suppose that's one way to get out of, like, a murder Um. rap. When there's a a dead woman who had semen on her body, if they were like, I like boys. Sorry, I'm gay. I like boys. I like pecs. Like them arms when they mix. Like that print in them sweats. Mm-hmm. So anyway, the point being. Same. I would still want a sample of their semen to test well, that. Right. Like, you can't just be like, uh, actually, I'm a, I'm a homosexual. And they're like, well, okay, you. Get okay, out of here. Okay, goodbye. <laughs> I would be like, jacket in this cup instead. I don't care. <laughs> Let's give you some gay porn, and we will test this out. Let's see if Did you're I gay. Did I say two fingers? <laughs> Better make it three. <laughs> I'm just going to go ahead and... So, uh, the, the chief <clears throat> said those who were at the hotel room could have done something by reporting the incident immediately. The problem was that they just let it happen. They could have stopped it. Or reported it immediately. Mm-hmm. This is a classic example of an act that is like all for one, one for all. Mm-hmm. The Makati City Hotel asked to explain um, the the situation. The tourism department has issued a show cause order to City Garden Grand Hotel. The establishment tagged in this case, giving them three days to explain why it's accreditation should not be revoked following possible COVID-19 protocol violations. When you go to have a party in the middle of a pandemic at a hotel. I'm rolling my eyes. Hey, and if anybody is wondering, like, what the fuck happened to the grammar in this? Well, I had to translate it from, from Tagalog to English. So some of it might be kind of fucky. It's a bit fucked up. A little bit. Uh, The accommodation establishment in areas declared to be under a general community quarantine that is concurrently being used as a quarantine facility may not provide accommodation for leisure purposes. Okay. No leisure time for you, sir. No fun for you. There's COVID-19 out there. You're going to die. 
DeSera family spokesperson Brick Reyes also said that DeSera's mother, Sharon, is eyeing charges against the hotel management for allowing nine people to enter her daughter's hotel room, which also violates the quarantine rules against social gatherings. There have been a cry- there have been cries for justice in DeSera's case, and it has sparked nationwide outrage overnight, with uh, quite a few joining the family's call for swift justice. Justice. Hashtags including stop victim blaming and protect drunk girls, among other things, are trending and have been for several hours on social media. Um, so, th- because the Netsians have condemned her death, obviously. Which brings me to another episode that I'm very eager to do that covers, you know, we don't, you cannot consent when you are under the influence of drugs and or alcohol. Let me just tell you right now. I just completed safe sport because I have to have that if I want to help with hockey in any way, shape, or form. So even if I want to take score, it's by the uh, benches, okay? And one of the biggest questions in there is the consent. You can't officially give consent if you're intoxicated. No. No. And I I have some very uh, heartbreaking cases that I intend to cover because I really, really, really think that um, color me dead needs to put a focus on this, but the high school date raping that seems to be like never fucking ending, um, needs to come to an end. Well, like, fuck me, man. And yeah, co- co- coercion. Is that the right word coercion. that I'm thinking of? I shouldn't step out of my box with words that I can use. That's one of them. Um, that is not, that's also not consent. If somebody has to talk somebody else into it, that's not official consent. No. And I think what really, um, what really bothers me is so many boys know that what they're doing is wrong. They don't give a shit. And they just don't fucking care. Teach your boys. Teach your boys to be better people. Anyway. The Commission on Human Rights said it was deeply concerned regarding DeSera's case, noting that it would be conducting its own investigation. CHR stands for the protection of women in all fronts of life and echoes the call for justice for Christine Angelica DeSera, it said in a statement. This case cannot be regarded as solved until justice has been taken, its due course, and that perpetrators are held accountable. Justice Secretary Minardo Guevara, excuse me, on the other hand, said that he may tap the National Bureau of, of Investigation to conduct a parallel probe on the matter if needed, but will let PNP do the initial investigation. Well, shit. Yeah. I got lost on probe. That's where I'm at Yeah, today. dude, I don't have the uh, maturity level to say things like probe and then Mm-mm. not giggle about it. Yeah, sorry. Can we stop and take a minute to mention where we are recording today? Oh, This episode of Color Me Dead is also brought to you in part by the Low Carb Kitchen. Because one of the rooms in this adorable home I have purchased is also our recording studio. Yay. Hooray. You know what that means? There's no children. There's no children and And there's there's no no animals. Um, Yeah, dude, it's nice and quiet. I literally almost cried on the way here (laughs) because as everybody knows, my house has been host of this, which has been great because my kids were little before couldn't leave them i'm sure i could have but i didn't want to couldn't leave them home alone to do the shit so the, the that was good that i didn't have to go but now 
We can leave and record in peace. Yes. And yes. Uh, oh, so I'm. We have like. Um, so if you're if you're listening, um, and it doesn't sound amazing, that's because we're trying to record in a pretty empty room. But yes. we have lots of fun things to go on our wall. We have um, pretties from Legras and Amanda, and we have pretties. From Dark Windows Wife. Yes. Shelby. Shelby, Jesus Carlton. Like, I seriously was like, say her name. You know say her it, name. Say it, say You're it. You're friends with her. She sent you cookies. Yes. Oh, my God. The Why did you have lemon. to say that? Because. And sharks. I We have shark shit. All right. The next one is a manhunt launched after convicted killer escapes prison. <laughs> Police warn public not to approach. Whoa. Not do. Yeah. <laughs> what were what, what you going to do to him? Don't do it. Whatever you're going to do. Police warned public not to approach Ryan Hill, who was previously jailed for his part in a murder of a car dealer. An urgent police manhunt has been launched after a convicted killer escaped South Yorkshire jail. Police have been warned not to approach Ryan Hill, who left Hatfield Open Prison near Doncaster on Christmas Eve and never came back. The 41-year-old was jailed for his part in the vicious murder of a car dealer in 2008. Together with an accomplice, Hill broke into the home of David Ward and killed the 38-year-old after being told he kept 20,000 pounds. That's pounds, right? Mm-hmm. 20,000 pounds in a safe at his Wakefield home. Just so you know, the current exchange rate is um, one pound is $1.37 U.S. Yes, is that. A court was told at the time that their victim died of compression to the neck after having his hands and feet tied with leather belts. Oh. Hmm. Hill was jailed for eight years after man's... No, not after. Hill was jailed for eight years for manslaughter, but after his release was recalled to prison in 2019 for burglary. Burglary. Yeah. His accomplice was in... Mm-hmm. His accomplice in the killing, Michael Sharp from Oset, was jailed for 27 years for murder. Today, South Yorkshire police said anyone who saw Hill following his escape should immediately call 999. That's their 911. Don't call 911. Call 999. Nine. Unless you're in Are they the German? United Sorry. States. In the U.S., call 911. And then if you, if you do see this limey little cunt... Rolling around the fettered hills. <laughs> of, I, um, what year was it that Prince decided he was the artist formerly known as Prince? Oh, God. Wasn't that 1999? I think it was prior to that. Was it? I, I can't remember so. now. Like Prince of the New Power Generation, and then he was like the artist formerly known as Prince. I feel like we're the country formerly known as in America. Because mm. like right now, we're just like fucking... In limbo. It's like Bad Max Beyond Thunderdome and shit. I just watched all those Dave Chappelle ones where he's Prince the other day. So that's <laughs> all I can see in my head right now. And the Rick James. I'm Rick James, bitch. Fuck your couch. <laughs> it's like, go ahead and fuck Charlie Murphy. It's like my favorite episodes. <laughs> we watched all those the other day. The four said he was known <clears throat> to have links to the Wakefield and Upton areas, as well as Milton Keynes. Keynes. I don't know. I know I'm saying it wrong because it's probably pronounced totally different, but it's K E Y N E S. Okay. 
and Sowerby near Thursk. Mm-hmm. He is described as six feet, three inches tall. Talls? Jesus. More than one. Both of the talls. <laughs> six foot, three inches tall with a medium build and blonde hair. One of his front teeth is missing and he has a number of tattoos, including one on his right arm, which says Bulldog, Bulldog, Breed, Augie. Oh my God. Mm-hmm. You're that guy. I think I know him. There's like 20 of them running around just here. Bulldog, bulldog breed. Mm-hmm. What the fuck does I... Augie. I have no idea what that is even I supposed to say. So, so, so this one is interest, It's interesting. Very interesting. Uh, Houston influencer Alexis Sharkey was found dead and naked on the side of the road. Here's how this case is unfolding. Okay. Alexis Sharkey, 26, was found dead in Houston, November 28th. Sharkey's death has made shocking headlines. She was found naked on the side of the road, had been married for just under a year, and was a budding Instagram influencer. Interest in the sensational case has been clear. Sharkey had roughly 20,000 followers, like at the time of her death, according to the data from Social Blade. Um... As of Friday, her account is now at almost 70,000. Damn. Right. That's how you get followers, get murdered, apparently. Um, you're you're going to have to die. I'm going to have to. I'm not. I'm good with my thousand or whatever the hell I have. The Houston Police Department is awaiting the results of an autopsy before investigating the circumstances of Sharkey's death. A representative for the Harris County Institute of Forensic Sciences, which is conducting the autopsy, told Insider that the office has not yet completed it. Sharky's mother, Stacy Robinault, told Insider that in a previous interview, she believed her daughter was murdered. She said, and I quote, I believe solely that she was murdered because of the manner in which her body was left. It just drives deep into the soul that something very malicious has happened here, and I want to get to the bottom of it. As the world awaits the answers in Sharky's death, here's a timeline of what we do know from her disappearance, death, and discovery. Before her death, Sharky spent Thanksgiving with her friends. Um, She went missing on November 27th. She had celebrated in Houston with her friends. Um, She had been working as a contractor with um, Monat, that hair and skin multi-level marketing shenaniganry. Rubinault told Insider that her daughter loved selling Monet products. Is it Monet or Monat? I was just going to ask the same thing. I want to say Monet because that's the bougie whore in me that says... That's how that's, that's pronounced. That's how I always thought it was. A Monet spokesperson told Insider that Sharky was a warm, wonderful, and beloved independent Monet market partner. And they were very saddened by her tragic death and her and their thoughts are with her family and friends who loved her. Sharky's family learned that she was missing the day after Thanksgiving. Stacy's mother learned that her daughter's disappearance um, came word of... Wow. Sharky's mother, Stacy said that she learned from her daughter she learned of her daughter's disappearance from Sharky's husband who called the Saturday following Thanksgiving to let them know that she was missing and that he hadn't heard from her since Friday on the 28th Robinault posted on Facebook that her daughter was missing and that she hadn't been heard from in over 24 hours saying that police were involved and Alexis had last been seen in the Houston area Sharky's mother previously told insider that she hadn't seen her daughter since last Christmas due to travel restrictions amid the covid COVID pandemic. Sharky had planned to return home to her parents' house in Pennsylvania for Thanksgiving this year, but as cases continued to surge surge nationwide, the family decided against it. 
We were even going to get together over the week of Thanksgiving. And that's when she was killed. And it's so extremely heartbreaking, says her mother. A body was found on the side of the road in Houston. And it was actually discovered by a sanitation worker um, from the Houston Solid Waste Committee. Saw something strange on the side of the road. And he called his boss, John Richardson, for help. He said, um, he's like, I saw a body or a mannequin. Like something along those lines that I don't want to go over there and look. Yeah, fuck that. I would nope out as well. Oh, I'd be I would, like, you know what? I would hot foot my little ass over there quick as shit with a stick to poke something. Mm-hmm. I'd be like, this is above my pay grade. Because I feel like if I'm going to go over there, you're going to make me touch it. And I don't want to touch it. So fuck it. You guys go do it. Yeah, I'm definitely poking things with a stick. <laughs> I'm that dirtbag. No. no, no. You do not. Could you not disrupt the crime scene by poking the body with a stick? Fuck. Bitch, bitch, get your stick and back off. No, I'm poking it with a stick. I can see how it's going with you. Mole, mole, mole. Do I have a mole? No. Uh, oh. Damn it. Austin Powers. Really I'm like, like touching the mole with the oh. stick. Mole, mole. I need to mole you. I mean, ask you a question. Nice to mole you. Meet you. <laughs> Fuck. I love that whole scene. It I was like, oh, do I have a mole? I don't know about. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. <clears throat> Richardson said that he immediately called 911 after coming upon Sharky's body, which was nude and had no visible injuries. He said it plays back in my head. Ugh. It's been playing back every single day. The body had been identified as Sharky by her husband, Tom. The Houston Police Department said in a press release that they identified the body of Sharky on November 30th. The woman identified as Alexis Robinal, Sharky's legal name, said that she used her husband's last name, Sharky, professionally. Sharky's husband, Tom Sharky, said that he was the only one to identify the body. Everybody is still looking for her, and I located her Sunday morning in the coroner's office. Oh. They couldn't ID my wife. They didn't know who she was. She was just there. Jesus Christ. After the news of Sharky's death came out, reports about her relationship with her husband began circulating. Multiple friends of Sharky's, some said anonymously, that the relationship was troubled. One friend claimed that the two were going through a divorce and that Sharky had claimed that her husband had been putting hands on her. I know they were going through some things, said one friend, Kendra Martin. She had mentioned that they were going to be separated even though they were still living in the same apartment. I actually pulled her aside two weeks ago to let her know that I'm here for her and that I know something is going on because her demeanor had changed over the last month. Tom Sharkey did not respond to uh, Insider's request for comments, but did tell ABC 13, a local ABC affiliate, in an interview that he was receiving death threats as some people on social media have speculated that he had something to do with his wife's death. She understood me and I understood her. We didn't fight when she left. She just said the night... Um, he said the night that she went missing and suggested that Sharky was intoxicated. I just told her that she couldn't drive under the influence. Uh, he also told ABC 13 that he and Alexis had a happy marriage, saying that they had not been filing for divorce. 
Robinault, Sharky's mother, said that she was not aware of any marital problems in their relationship. Foul play has not been ruled out, but Houston police said that they're waiting those autopsy results. Harris County, uh, again, has not completed that autopsy, um, and they weren't willing to share anything else from the timeline. So her mother also said that she finally got to hold a viewing and say goodbye after she went through some pretty excruciating arguments with Tom Sharkey to see her daughter's body. He had become very, very uncooperative and she wanted to bring her daughter's remains home to Pennsylvania from Houston. And that's where, you know, she would be final resting place. She said that her 49, 49-year-old son, Tom, initially seemed cooperative and was on board. Then, as her husband, he would have primary custody of what was happening with her and said all along that he was, um, that he had been willing to let her come home. But then what? I just, how old was she? 26. And he's 49? I believe. Yeah. Let's, let's double check the information there because. And now all of a sudden he is not being cooperative. They were married for one year and he doesn't want to give up her body. Right. I don't like this. This smells fishy. Uh, it does feel hinky. Does it not? Yeah. 26. I was right. Hmm. 26 and 49 and he's and not. And a year. And doesn't want to. So the mom said that like, she was like, I, I'd almost call that. Like she said that she had to make several phone calls and that she had to fight for the right to see her daughter's body. Um, the grieving mom had nearly given up all hope of being able to lay her daughter to rest until the medical examiner eventually made her the next of kin. And after two weeks of no responses from the widower, they gave, they're like, okay, here you go. He right. clearly doesn't want it, so you need to do it. Something. Something has to happen. Jesus. So Houston police are still like doing the investigation. Tom Sharkey hasn't made any sort of comments. We're still awaiting the completed autopsy. I did look for it this morning. Um, John Richardson was the waste department supervisor who had found Sharkey and said that her body had been purposely set on the side of the road and that she appeared to have just gotten out of the bathtub. Like she was clean and there was nothing around her or on her. Um, he said that the feet that he'd spotted her feet sticking out of the road. And before he and a coworker reached the spot that she, um, like another person had like called in and said that she was, um, curled up in the fetal position. He said that he was really just devastated. He said that standing there looking at a human being dead on the ground really shook him up knowing that there was nothing they could do to help her. Um, he said that when he realized somebody had laid her there gently, mm. that it really kind of struck home. Like they didn't just throw her out of a moving car or anything like that. So kind they of put her there like that, like mm-hmm. a psycho like a like a weirdo that has to be awful no visible wounds no visible like there's nothing that's awful i don't know man we're gonna have to uh revisit some of these yeah for real all right but in the meantime we can move on to the woman who was found shot dead in dixie highway home in her home in dixie highway Dixie Road. We're in Kentucky, right? Louisville, Kentucky. My, my, my. 
Officers with Shively Police found a woman shot to death Friday morning inside a home on Dixie Highway. Responding to a reported shooting, authorities found the woman just after 5.30 a.m. at a home in the 3400 block of Dixie Highway, not far from Farnsley Road. I know exactly where that is. According to a news release from Shively Police. I really don't know where that is. I'm being smart ass. The woman who lived at the home was approximately 40 years old and had multiple gunshot wounds, police said. She was pronounced dead at the scene. 40. What an old lady. (laughs) Just kidding. I'm also 40. You are old. You are the old lady. I know. I don't feel like it, so that's all I care about. I feel like I'm 25. I just can't walk around. It's easy. Shively police did not say if it has suspects in its investigation. Anyone with information about the fatal shooting is asked to call Shively police at 502-448-6181 or 502-9302-SPD. Do we have any listeners in Kentucky? Yes, we do. Duh. Brianna. Madeline. Yeah. Are you close to Shively? I don't know. Bardstown. Tell me. I don't know. Tell me, are you close or not? Do you know? Have you? Do you know anything? Uh, I really need you guys to like super pay attention to this one though, because this one hurts my little heart. Police are searching for a jewelry thief who punched an 89-year-old Walmart employee in what Lagrange, the Kentucky. Fucking strange things are afoot in the Kentucky. God damn! Police say that the violent theft happened at Old, in, in the Walmart in Oldham County. It happened Thursday afternoon on New Moody Lane in LaGrange. Police said the suspect got away with several pieces of jewelry, but what's really causing outrage is how he got his hands on the merchandise. Dennis Clark, the 89-year-old victim's son, said his mother was working at the Walmart on New Year's Eve when she was assaulted by a customer asking to see the jewelry. An individual came up to the counter where she was working and wanted to see the, see the jewelry. When she stated, <clears throat> excuse me, when she started to unlock the drawer, he reached over and she had just put her hand out and said no. And with his other hand, hit her on the side of the head and knocked her into the counter and then onto the floor. What the Listen, fuck? first and foremost, okay, I'm going to start this with. You're a terrible piece of shit for hitting an old lady. You're a terrible piece of shit for hitting anybody. You're an even bigger, terrible shit piece of shit for hitting an old lady over Walmart fucking jewelry. Why can't you just take the jewelry and go? It's not like she's going to chase you down. Why the fuck are you stealing from Walmart? Walmart jewelry? What are you going to fucking do with that? I mean, there's some of it, but, Sorry, not, but no. it's not worth punching an old lady in the It's not worth face. hitting anybody, let I'm, alone somebody's sweet little nana. Or Clark, mom. <clears throat> I know. Clark said the punch left his elderly mother bruised, bleeding, and unconscious. She had a big lump on her forehead and scrapes and cuts on her head as she was falling and hit the counter and then hit the floor. Clark is also a canine officer with the Strathmore Village Police Department. He said despite 35 years in law enforcement, what happened to his mother is still shocking. She's a tough person and she was like, don't panic, the police are here. I'm going to the hospital. It's going to be okay. I know. Typical mom. Right. Like, I'm good. It's fine. It's fine. I got this. You like how I touched your, like, bing. You had to make sure I was okay. Yeah, are you okay? She's telling me that it's going to be okay. This little old woman that is 4'11 and 89 pounds. Oh, 
She's teenty. Yeah, she is. Clark was not happy that the suspect was just able to walk out of the store. I asked if anybody did anything, and she said that some people came over while she was on the ground. He asked if anybody chased the guy out of the store. Nobody followed him from a distance with a phone. Nobody grabbed him. Nothing. It would have been... You, somebody, you would have, you would, one would assume that somebody would do something. If you see something, hear something, fucking say something. Everybody has a fucking camera in their hand. I Take know. A Isn't picture. it funny how like you motherfuckers can like record some silly ass shit of you lip syncing fucking music that you probably ought not be listening to in the first motherfucking place. And have no clue what it means. God damn. And, but you can't like catch some actual crime with your fucking smartphone. Anyway. <clears throat> Clark said that his outrage and an image of the suspect shown from store surveillance video on Facebook has been shared hundreds of times. Everybody wants to be be a hero until you have to do what heroes do. LaGrange LaGrange police also posted the suspect's picture online at the department's Facebook page and described him as a white man wearing a black hoodie, black mask, gloves, and camouflage pants. Thanks, Corona, making it easier for pieces of shit to get away with piece of shit crimes. No I kidding. Fucking hate people, dude. We were at a hockey game not that long ago, and I waved at one of the other kids' dads, and I was like, "I think that's him." And he walks up to me, and he's like, "Cause he's got a beanie on, all like literally all you can see is his eyes. He's got a beanie like and a mask, and we're all bundled up because it's cold as fuck." And he's like, this is a bank robber's dream. I'm like, no shit. Like, I was second guessing if that was you or not. And he lives two houses away. Like, I know. Dude, like, <laughs> when when they first mandated masks and I went in, it was cold as shit, first and foremost. Like, this past go-around. Mm-hmm. It was cold as fuck, okay, when this all went down last goddamn January. Anyway, I had my hood up and I had a beanie on. Hood up, mask on. I should never be allowed in the bank like that fucking ever. And this is normal how we go in the bank now. Oh, yeah. I don't go to the bank because that requires people and human interaction. However, if I did. So. Clark said that his mom um, has worked for Walmart for the last 36 years. Damn. She works 40 and 50 hours a week because she volunteers for the overtime. She says it keeps her young. Clark said that his mother's Walmart family has also been very helpful. I know the manager up there and he's a great guy. You know, they love my mom and everybody in town knows her. She was born and raised here and she's just a really nice person and would do anything for you. So he's not trying to prevent his mom from going back to work. But if you have any information about the piece of shit that likes to do piece of shit things to little old ladies, please call the LaGrange Police Department 502 Two two five zero four four four. Extension one 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 one. That's not true. She's giving you false information. Oh, don't do fake that. news. Wrong. Huge. Huge. Hugely wrong. All right. The next one is a church shooting in Texas that left a pastor dead and two others injured. A man charged with killing the pastor of Texas ch- of a Texas church on Sunday had been hiding from police in the church bathroom after a high-speed chase the night before. It's what Smith County Sheriff Larry Smith said. It's like he was born for that job. Right. That would have made a really good haiku. <laughs> police identified the suspect as Mirtiz... M- wait, Mitriz? Yeah. 
Maitres. 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 Deontay. Deontay Woolen. I feel like you're feeding me my lines because I can't say words. (laughs) Lines. Well, that's an interesting name. It really is. But he's 21. And he's been charged with aggravated assault (laughs) while exhibiting a deadly weapon. Aggravated assault causing serious bodily injury and first degree capital murder, according to a news release from the Smith County Sheriff's Office. Um, we don't know if he has representation or not just yet. The Sheriff's Office identified the pastor killed as Mark Allen McWilliams, who was 62 of Frankston, Frankston. Don't say that. No, don't say that in front of Utah moms because we're going to have Frankston next. Oh, God. Frankston, Texas. No. Please don't. Please, please don't. A high-speed chase ended at the church. Wait, I thought it started at the church. No. Let me tell you the real story. That's where it ended. The incident began Saturday when Lindell Police Department responded to several calls before service... Several calls for service regarding a dark-colored Volkswagen Jetta. Officers received reports that a firearm had been displayed through the car's sunroof. Soon after, at 7.30 p.m., a Smith County deputy saw the suspect's vehicle at a convenience store and tried to stop it, but the car sped away. Deputies gave chase for more than 20 miles, eventually joined by troopers from the Texas Department of Public Safety. The vehicle reached speeds of around 100 miles per hour. But one of its tires was a spare that gave out during the pursuit. Listen, how are you going to go on a high speed? Why would you lead? You just, you're just not giving a fuck. No safety. Like, where did you think you were going to go on a fucking donut? Right. If this was premeditated, you fucking suck. (laughs) You, you deserve to go to jail now. You're a shitty criminal. You're a dumbass. Uh, Anyway, this caused the Jetta to crash into the property near... A Starville Methodist Church in Winona. The car had been rammed by a DPS unit, causing the airbags to deploy. A shotgun was found in the vehicle. Smith said a perimeter was established with the assistance of canine units and drones for several hours. Deputies searched for the suspect in the woods and found a part of a shoe or a boot that he was believed to be wearing. The next morning before 9.30 a.m., Smith County dispatchers received a call that there had been a shooting in the church. What we believe happened this morning is the suspect backtracked his way after deputies left the area, came back in order to get out of the cold and entered in a broken window and entered the church. He was still in the bathroom of the church with the door closed when the pastor and his wife opened the door and met with him. McWilliams was armed and was able to get the suspect to lie on the ground. Okay, this is when you know you're at a church uh, with a Texas pastor because he met him with a gun. <laughs> he met the guy with the suspect with a gun. And he was able to get the suspect to lie on the ground. However, there was some confusion during that time. He made the suspect lay down on the floor. But the pastor got distracted talking to his wife, and then the suspect lunged at him and was able to take the firearm out of his hand. Ugh. If you're going to have a gun, pay attention. The suspect fatally shot the pastor. Two people were also injured, one from a gunshot wound and another from falling. The gunshot victim was in surgery Sunday, and his condition is unknown. 
His injuries were described as non-life-threatening. The suspect then took one of the victim's vehicles, um, but, <laughs> stupid criminal shit again, the 2018 GMC truck was equipped with OnStar technology, which was used to track the vehicle and then disable it. Just so you know, new cars have that. Like, I can do shit from, with my car from my phone. I have an app. I can start it. I can lock it. I can track it. I can do all kinds of shit. Apparently, they can, too. Texas Governor Greg Abbott shared his condolences in a statement Sunday. Our hearts are with the victims and the families of those killed or injured in this terrible tragedy. I am grateful for the law enforcement officers who apprehended the the suspect, and I ask Texans to join Cecilia and me in praying for those affected by this horrific shooting. The state of Texas is working closely with the first responders and local officials to ensure that justice is served, and the Starville community has the resources it needs during this time. That's what the governor said. Well, shit. Mm-hmm. That sucks. He's like, yeah, fuck me. No, fuck you. I have a gun. But then he got distracted and now he's dead. I know, dude. And the last one? The last one, well, it's very quick. Literally like a paragraph. But this one has my fucking panties wanted I think up a I, little bit. I think I read this one the other day. I don't like it. McKinney, Texas, a 15-year-old boy has been charged with murdering his mother in their McKinney home early Sunday morning. Police said that they were called to the 700 block of Donaldson Drive just before 1 a.m. by the boy's father. Stacy Ellen Barney, 49, was found dead inside the home, and the police said the surveillance video showed her son beating her to death. The 15-year-old was found nearby during a police search. No further details have been released, and the police investigation is ongoing. He beat his death to mom on camera. He's, he beat his death to mom. What did I say? That. He you beat knew what his the fuck death. I meant? He beat his mom to death on camera. I wonder if that's why they had cameras inside. Were they inside? Did they catch that yeah. right? Nope. It just said surveillance. It just cameras. said surveillance. I wonder if that's why they had him. If they were inside, I wonder if they had him because he was a fucking psycho. I don't know. Ugh. I don't. I I had I have cameras in my home, but that's because I've had people go into my home when I'm not home and help themselves to my things. That's nice. Isn't that noise? Where is the camera? I'll wave next time. <laughs> nope. I don't tell anybody where it is. I'm just kidding. Nobody's allowed to know. Not even you. What if I say, hi, please. Thank you. I'll just start waving at all the corners right. and be like, thank you. Um, I'm taking this. Thank you. So maybe don't start the year off with murdering people. Mm-hmm. And uh, stay, stay out, out of chalk, chalk lines. lines. Goodbye. Goodbye. Wow. Maritable problems in the relationship. <laughs> you said it again. What did I say? Maritable. 
Maritable examinators. Marital. Marital. <laughs> maritable. Veritable maritable. <laughs> Fucking um, words. All right. Uh, 